We're live. Let's get it. Welcome back to the list. We love skateboarding. We love life. We thought we would talk about it and share what we have to say with the world. Life is skate talk. No pros, no sponsors. Just three aging skaters desperately clinging to their youth. We're getting older by the day. Second. <laughs> At least Sorry, we yeah, continued this far on. <laughs> Still going. Yeah, I'm Jin. Skated for 20 plus years. I also skate during my lunch breaks when I can these days. So that keeps me happy. Still working on new tricks. Endless, endless game of skate. <laughs> I'm John. I've been skating since 1996, which is the year that I learned what a pipe bomb is, which is kind of sad and depressing. I don't know if you guys remember, but during the Atlanta Olympics in 1996, Summer Olympics, there was a, a pipe bomb oh, at one yeah. of the uh, one of the Olympic things. That's that's when I learned what that was. Yeah, that's crazy. Not not to start off too heavy, but. <laughs> You know, skateboarding and then some, yeah. you know, domestic terrorism talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm Sawyer. Been skating for 25 years, I think. 24, 25 years. I think around the same time that John started. But very long time. Getting older by the minute. By the second. <laughs> by the I, feel, second. I feel like we have some kind of like anxiety about aging going on today. I got, again, hit with this youtube video suggestion i actually clicked on it this time I, I can't remember who it was this this other person talking about like an aging skater's perspective and it was sort of interesting similar to what we talk about all the time but really emphasizing that after in your 30s 40s and i think he was 50 basically saying you just got to get comfortable in letting go and acknowledging that you're not going to skate like you did before you're going to lose tricks but be thankful that you're still kind of skating. And then I think there was a reference to a quote saying how if you're not skating is when you get old type of thing. I'm, I'm oh, probably yeah. bastardizing. Was that, was that Lance, Lance Mountain? You get old because you, so we're, we're totally butchering it. But. Yeah, like you, you get worse. I mean, <laughs> something about like you, you only get old worse. because you quit, right? Yeah, th th yeah, that's the gist of it. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, low impact skating, slappies. But you get different focuses of like what you can do. So you actually technically learn new things to do as well. Right. So it's still. That's true. And this not... person that was doing the video, I think he has a ramp in his backyard or maybe has access to a ramp. So, I mean, that in and of itself is like, you're, you know, you're kind of in a very privileged position. Like not everyone can have a backyard mini ramp. Right. So. Yeah. Oh, my bad. It is Jay Adams. I, I did the Google. You didn't okay, quit so skateboarding because you got old. You got old because you quit skateboarding. Right. Gold. Yeah. Well, there you have it, friends. <laughs> <laughs> Wisdom imparted. Lance Mountain quote also came up with that. <laughs> skateboarding doesn't make you a skateboarder. Not being able to stop skateboarding makes you a skateboarder. That's good too. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other pro skaters with their quotes too, but maybe I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have a shinner or a swell bow? Shinner. Yeah, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go shinner too. 
I feel I feel like my shins don't feel anything anyway, so <laughs> I only realize I have a shinner afterwards. <laughs> I've had so many shinners in you know in the, the skate career of, of of mine that shinner any day. Like I'm yeah, almost immune to the to the pain or to the yeah. Like it's almost like your shins are always shinnered, are they not? Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really fine whether they're not. But yeah, the swell. I've had a few swell bows and they are not enjoyable. So yeah, shinner. Yeah, I find like that the swelbel is more of a lingering injury, right? It like keeps yeah. hurting after the fact. Whereas yeah. like the shinner, it hurts in the moment, but then it's gone. You can just yeah. go about your day. So that was quick, quick and easy one. Th- this one's a little more involved. I think. Would you rather skate better fakie or skate better switch? That's tough. It is tough, right? That's... I thought I had a clear answer. I- I'm still going to stick with my gut answer, but I-, I had to think of it longer than I thought I would think of it sure um go for, i'll just go to, to, go, like, go for it i would rather skate better switch but but it's very close because one trick that i really enjoy doing is a fakie back tail and i've enjoyed it the more i've been doing it if that makes sense in the last few years or so it's just a very nice flowy trick i still like back tails better but so i'll push switch up to the ledge but then popping fakie and then turning right. my body slightly and then locking in and slightly, it's just a very nice feeling. But yeah, I, I, I'm still going to stick with my original answer, which is skate better switch. <laughs> switch as well for me. I want longevity out of both of my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. If I just skate I like fakie, if I just skate fakey, then my, you know, <laughs> foot's going to gone in no time. And, and deck too though, right? Like when you skate deck switch, too. Yeah. You, yeah, you pop with the nose, right? So. I, I don't know if it's lame or not, but that actually went through my mind when I was skating during lunch break yesterday. I was thinking, oh, I got to skate switch because my deck and my shoes. I want to keep this going a bit longer. <laughs> I think it goes well with your bearing and like just skate gear awareness. I feel like you have a very good sense of optimizing your gear so you get the most out of it. Like bearings for me and even wheels, I think like last time it's like, you know, you were mentioning, yeah, I've been skating my bearings for like three years. I'm like, what? Three years? It's like, how's, how's, how's that even, how's that possible? And I'm going to, I'm going to be the contrarian. I'm going to go fakey. I Partially it. just, just to be the contrarian. There are, so I've got a few reasons, I guess. One is, uh, yeah, just to voice a different opinion right now. The other is that I can do more fakey than I can switch. So so it's just like justifying my inability to skate switch. And uh, the other is like one of my favorite tricks to do and to see done is just a really good like fakey ollie. Like I love fakey ollies. Like they just feel good. I'm going to go with that. Just keep that feeling. Gives me an excuse to buy more shoes. So <laughs> I was, <laughs> was going to say another it way. also fits with your yeah. gear setup because you've got a lot of decks waiting for you to skate. So it doesn't matter if you raise your tail <laughs> yeah. the one you're skating now because you so, just, just set up the new one, right? I will. I only have one waiting right now. But that said, like my, the last couple boards that I skated, I've just like kind of grown tired of them. So I could very easily just throw one of those back on and it'd probably be fine too. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do like fakey and I like um, not that I can like do it, but there's something about a fakie flip that looks really good when it has, I don't know, like it, it looks, it's, it's tweaked, right? When it's, when they, when the flick kicks 
the nose down a little bit. So it's like, it looks like a nicely tweaked regular kickflip, but just going backwards. There's, I, I love the way that looks too. Yeah. It looked even better on a flat bank. I think yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fakie ollies though. Yeah. Definitely find harder to make look good than an ollie. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, for I, sure. That, that's another thing like for me and like this, my own sort of personal perspective, I used to really like, I, I used to want to learn everything nolly. Like I wanted to be able to nolly into things and whatever. And, but I can never get it to like pop in a way that I thought was satisfactory. You know, fakey ollies, I have a much easier time. I only recently noticed it, I guess. I mean, I, I always know what I do, but the first trick every single time, like every day when I go skate, it's a nollie. And when we're talking about fakey ollies now versus like nollies, I almost feel like a nollie is cheating. Like it's, like I, I don't, I don't want to be... It's easier for me, but I feel like once you learn how to nollie and you get it because you're going in the same direction that you're going regular. Yeah. So it, it really just, it's very natural. Like it, it, it goes and fakey ollies. Yeah. They're tough for me. Like I would rather nollie over something and nollie 180 over something than fakey ollie over. It. I just don't have the, the timings not there and it, it takes, it'll take me longer. I think it's like the total opposite for me. Cause like a fakey Ollie you land going switch, but like the whole motion and everything is just so much more familiar rather than like a Nollie where I don't know. I feel like I'm tripping over myself when I, when I do Nollie tricks. Anyway. Also, I just, I have this like completely unrealistic dream of doing like a really high uh, like a like a really nicely popped fakey five o on a nice tall ledge, which like I can't do I can't do that trick. But it's just like it's I don't know something that's that I just I have like this mental image of it as like the perfect trick. Just you know do that nice popped fakey ollie into the fakey five o and kind of pop back out. Yeah. Get those clips. talking about beyond skating today i think skating kind of going back to that lance mountain quote actually skating is really all consuming for a lot of us it kind of infiltrates our thoughts throughout our days colors our view of the world you'll often hear skaters talk about how skating changes their view of and their interactions with their built environment i always think about the reason in uh, matt mumford's intro when he's talking about how like driving through the city and just seeing spot, 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 spot. I think that's true, but I think that skateboarding offers other things too. And some of these things we've touched on before, like resilience and creativity and, um, but also things like being exposed to diverse groups of people and different ways of thinking. So I kind of wanted to explore how those things or how you think those things influence or impact the lives and the mindsets of skaters outside of skateboarding itself. Uh, so to get us rolling, I thought we'd start with this question. What is the biggest thing you've gained from skateboarding that has transferred into other areas of your life? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's nothing no, no. skating. <laughs> um, the first thing that came to mind was that it 
almost feeds my OCD, like this determination and discipline to keep trying something over and over and not give up. And that, that determination, I think, has translated into definitely every other aspect of my life where kind of like that Thomas Edison thing where he knows like what a thousand and one ways how not to make a light bulb. It's right. like, I know a thousand and one ways how not to do a switch kickflip. <laughs> like, but, but now once you, it clicks, it, that feeling of accomplishment and success, it, it's a great feeling. And I think I run into problems all the time in my work life, professional life and family that, you know, it's not the same. It's not the same as, as learning a switch kickflip in that sense, but it makes you appreciate, I guess, the problem that you're facing and then makes you think of issues or ways around or how to solve it. And it makes you also realize not, not to give up. But then I started thinking that was the first thing, right? But then I started thinking what, but how you phrase it, like, what's the biggest thing you gain for skateboarding? It's like you guys, right? Like friendships, like the, the stuff that to me, why I look forward to chatting and hanging out and stuff. So uh, I think I'm going to stick with that. Like, you know, gosh, like how many years have we known each other now? Right. Like since, yeah. since first year, second year. So that's, that's, uh, that's, that's my perspective. Yeah. Relationships are a big one. It's amazing how, when you've got that bond of skateboarding, how it facilitates those other interactions that you start building up a deeper relationship with someone, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, with both of you guys there in terms of like relationships and stuff, because I don't know, I sometimes think about what if I didn't skateboard, I probably wouldn't even leave the house and I would just be playing <laughs> video games all day, you know? <laughs> so I don't know if I would have that many relationships or friendships beyond that. So I, I think just getting me out of the house, meeting new people, talking to new people and building relationships from there is probably the biggest thing I've gained. You mean you uh, would like... be hanging out with like Ronaldo and being a professional football player? I think. That... <laughs> that <was> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I, I, yeah, about football, I do enjoy it and everything, but it's like a switch for me. I just, you know, play the game. And then once I'm done, just leave. I don't really go beyond that. I did try to get I... into it a bit more, but didn't have the same kind of appeal. Sorry. Go yeah, ahead, John. I, no, I was just going to say I had a similar experience with baseball. Like I, I love baseball and before I got into skating, like that was my main thing. Like I've played as an adult. I had like similar thing. Like I would go, I had a great time when I was playing. I would, you know, I'd get there and I'd get along with my teammates and have fun with them and stuff like that. But I had no desire to kind of <clears throat> pursue any kind of relationship outside of that. They were my teammates and they were, they were great and I liked them and, and they were fun to be around for the games. But it's not the same as like skating where you know, we would go and skate and we would hang out and we'd talk and share experiences and then stay in touch after the session. And like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a different level of uh, relationship that you build. I think, I don't know why that is. Like, maybe it's just the nature of skateboarding that you're not, I don't know, like skateboarding is a casual thing a lot of the time, right? Where you've got a lot of time to sit there and talk and. Yeah. Can I, can I say something? Like, you don't know how happy it makes me. <laughs> right now to hear you guys say that because as much as I remember okay so we don't have to go back to like you know the it stands out for me but like the whole thing of where like hey Jen you want to go skate it's like oh man I just rolled my ankle from like football I'm like god damn it damn this <laughs> damn this song and then with I remember I, I it, it's a vivid like with John like when you were when you were like it was gosh it's it's got to be a number of years now um and I think we were talking on the phone to be honest and you were saying how you're getting into baseball and you're, 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 and you're like, oh, it's just kind of like a beer league type of thing. And you're going, 
and I was hyped for you. Um, cause I, I think at that time, Conte might've been playing baseball and I had a, a few other friends that were into like their leagues and stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, you, you, you know, playing baseball and stuff. And I'm like, wouldn't it be better if you're just skating <laughs> with me? And stuff? Yeah. Anyways, I just, I'm like, it's like damn, it, as selfish as it, as it sounds, but I'm, yeah. It, yeah, it makes me, makes me really happy that it yeah. come back, comes back to skating. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The other thing I was going to mention is uh, like, I think the, the probably the most important thing that I learned from skating is that there isn't necessarily a, a right or wrong way to do things. People, you know, they skate differently. They approach different obstacles with different ideas, about what they want to do. And, you know, everyone has their own kind of style and, and ability and trick selection and preference and whatever else. And so I, I think that sense of plurality and, and freedom in the way that you approach different mm-hmm. areas of your life or, or whatever, just, just being able to appreciate that difference and see problems from different angles and things like that. I think, I, I don't know if that's like entirely just from skating, but I definitely think skating pushed my thinking in that direction to kind of see things as like a, just as more open-ended rather than the, the black and white right or wrong kind of mentality, which I mean, causes its own problems too. Cause then you get into obsessing over understanding every angle of the problem that you're facing and you get analysis paralysis and can't actually do anything or make a decision. But I think overall it's, it's better to, to see things as open-ended and to understand that people might you know, just have different, different takes on it than you have and, and might have different approaches to solving the same problem. And they're all equally valid in most cases. Right. For sure. Yeah. And like some people are better at heel flips. Some people are better at kick flips. It's just yeah. Yeah. That dynamic of being able to enjoy something together with no winning or losing per se. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good way of putting it. No winning or no winning or losing. Yeah. It's not, it's, I mean, you battle with yourself to get a trick. And again, it's not so much about competing with other friends or your, you know, people at the spot. Like you're not trying to outdo the other person. Are you sure? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, hey, I let him switch and a switch heel flip today. Okay. I like <laughs> oh man, I don't know if we. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show or not before, but when I was a teenager, there were like a couple guys who always like we we would always skate together and whatever. And and I remember the one guy one time just got so mad at the other guy and he was like, he's always trying to one up me. He's always like, whatever I'm doing, like he he does it. And like it's like we're all just shitty skaters who can do the same three tricks, and he's a little bit better than us, so he lands them first. Like <laughs> nobody's one upping anyone. It's just. We're all just not that good at skating. We don't have the luxury of like selecting a different trick at the spot. I, I, I don't know. I still avoid doing tricks that maybe some other person is trying to do. If it's just a board slide on a ledge or something. For me, yeah. you know, that's an easy warm-up trick, but I don't want to one-up them or anything. But if they yeah, ask me, yeah. then sure. But yeah, it's a weird area for me. <laughs> it's different, I think, too, if it's like someone you're skating with versus like someone you just kind of run into at the park right oh yeah because because a lot of the times like when we were skating together it would be like hey like let's try this trick yeah you want to try this trick with me or whatever and then like it's not a contest we're just both working at the same thing right whereas if you just like roll into the park and find the person who's struggling to kickflip and roll up alongside and 
pop kickflip. <laughs> you know, like that, that's a different, that's, yeah. that's kind of getting a little bit aggressive in that situation, I guess. Also, you want to make it like an enjoyable experience, like for everyone there. So if yeah, it, yeah. it's clearly that, you know, that someone's really working for, you know, you don't want to be a dick and just, you know, do it first try. And cause it could be super challenging for the other person. And yeah, I, I, I agree with Jin for sure. It's, it's, it could be a really great area. I, I don't know if I'm making this up, but I think I remember a few instances. This is like going back to high school days of where like even we're at a spot and like someone would like reserve tricks, like, oh, you can't do that because I want to get it on film or something. <laughs> it's like, it's like, chill out, man. Like, you, yeah, know, yeah. To, you know, John, to your point, like, it's like, we, it's either we pop shove this or we kick a bit yeah. <laughs> back 180. It's like, yeah. you're reserving that means like, we're only going to do these two things here. So. think skateboarding has affected your personality or your character in any way have you noticed any changes or revelations within yourself that you connect specifically with the act of skateboarding maybe i'll jump in skateboarding was almost a way for me to manifest some of the beliefs or or attitudes that i have but felt afraid or reluctant to to openly voice in a way skateboarding is a subversive activity right like street skating in particular where you know you're out and you are you're destroying property sometimes you're violating trespassing laws or or whatever like you are questioning the relationship that you have with your environment and ownership and property and those kinds of things but then as it goes on and as I skate longer, like there's other things too, like questioning the idea of linear progression and, and understanding that people learn different things at different times in different ways. And, and as a 38-year-old now questioning kind of the conventions and expectations of age and maturity, that this is like a, a child's toy that I should have abandoned after my adolescence and, and whatever. So I don't know, one of the things that, I, that I've kind of noticed about myself as like a bit of a, a revelation is that I'm often not very good at standing up and voicing my opinion about important issues or, or when important things are going on. I, you know, I've realized that I'm, I'm somebody who has often in my life kind of sat back and ignored my impulse to, to say something or to stand up. And um, like I said, skating was kind of like a, like a stand-in for that for me in a lot of ways that it, it let me physically display those subversive attitudes or whatever, or question those relationships. But as an adult, especially uh, I'm realizing the importance of, you know, actually standing up and saying things, not just sitting back and trying to let some other abstract thing show the world who I really am or something like that. Yeah. If I feel a certain way or, or want to be a certain person that I need to take action and make those things happen. You know, and that I haven't always been very good at doing that. I think the realization and it's what Jin talks about a lot, right? Like the therapy aspect, it's, it's almost like, you're, you know, the first step is to realize these things. And, you know, and maybe if, if you didn't skateboard, maybe it would have been something else that would help you in that regard. But I think because of everything that you just mentioned of what skateboarding is, it makes it that much more accessible to you. And then once you have those things before you, you can figure out then how to sort of rearrange and then how to have it 
hopefully a more positive impact on your life and everything else. Right. So I yeah. think that makes a lot of sense for me. I, it's so this is the one where I, I don't want to get overly philosophical, but it's been, especially with these lone wolf sessions as of late, you know, less on the social skating aspect, because let's face it, lockdown, you know, it's, it's me and, and the curb or on the street, but you know, it goes deeper than that. Cause even before when, when I'm skating, I want to progress and I need to balance that with, you know, not really stressing myself out, but getting better, but, but also obviously having fun. And you, I get to a point where if it's on a session or even if it's practicing one trick, you know, in front of my house, there's a sense of like when everything is going right, it's like, you know, in Taoism, when they talk about to do by not doing, like if you're almost, if you try too hard, you're never going to accomplish it. When I get to the place where I'm not trying and feel really at peace and letting go, let's put it this way. I don't meditate. I don't practice any other spiritualistic, you know, I don't have any of that actively anyways in my life, but skateboarding allows me to do that. And that was a revelation, I think, within myself that I realized that, wow, this activity is very physically demanding, allows me to focus. And it's not every session, but when you get into that zone, right. And it's like that to do by not doing, it's such a awesome feeling. It's like, you could, you really, yeah, you, you, you feel at peace it's, it's harmonious. And anyways, it's a good, it's a good way to reset and, uh, yeah. and to have fun all at the same time. It's hard to follow, but definitely agree with that in the zone moments. Never really thought of it as meditation, but maybe it is because that leads into like the therapeutic aspect of it all. Right. Definitely see that. Maybe I align more with you, John, in terms of personality and character. This is probably more in the early days as a teenager growing up, you know, and I guess being more introverted than anything. Going out in the streets and skateboarding, I think it's opened me up as a person and also giving me more courage in the sense that, you know, you do, you, you have to interact with other people. People will talk to you. Security guards will talk to you. So I don't know if it's a stand or anything, but it's sort of taking responsibility for what you're doing. Yeah, it's just yeah. being a decent person about that with the security, if that's it. Or in Japan, at least I met like homeless people too. So just interacting with them and seeing like different ways of lives and being able to speak to other people in a humane way, you know, saying like, oh, we want to skate here for a little bit. Is that all right? Can you move over? Or, you know, if we're too loud, let us know and just having open and direct conversations. So I think that has, you know, affected my character or personality in the sense of just being able to be more of a social human being. So I think all of that has really helped. Skateboarding created that opportunity to learn and do all those things. So I think that's the way it's affected me there. And I guess it goes beyond skateboarding, right? Because then you learn how to talk to people you've met other people too. So you have all these other experiences. And for me, I guess it's probably made me accepting of completely different types of people. Cause even within skateboarding, you have different types of people too. Right. Does that count as a revelation? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I've always been someone who has been very afraid of conflict and uh, with skateboarding, you are oftentimes kind of put into positions of, conflict with other people right whether it's security guards or pedestrians or you know whatever kind of authority figure or person who thinks they're an authority figure 
it, it's weird because it's taken me basically 24 year, years of, of skateboarding to, to get to this point. But like, those were, those were instances where, you know, like I would, I could talk to the security guards or I could tell someone who was upset with me what I thought about that. But I think it was because there was nothing personal, right? Like there were, the, the stakes were so low. Like it was like, you know, I want to do this thing and you don't want me to do this thing. Like, let's talk about it or argue about it or whatever. Yeah. It gave me and maybe a bit of an outlet for some of that, some of those more personal conflicts I wasn't willing to engage with. So it's weird. Like I feel on one hand, like, you know, it's been a very slow process, but it's, it's helped me build towards being able to actually engage with those important conflicts in my life and like talk about them meaningfully and productively with people. But I also feel like in certain ways, it was kind of a stand-in, I guess, for all of that internal or personal conflict where like, you know, I couldn't talk to somebody close to me about my problems, but I could get into an argument with a security guard. You know what I mean? Like it sort of eased maybe some of that inner conflict instead of actually dealing with it. And this is all really hard because we can only only say this in hindsight, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. So it's not like we all got into it because it helped us develop in any kind of way or so. It's almost like a byproduct, right? Like we're realizing yeah. this yeah. now. Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know any video games <laughs> who can change my personality. <laughs> yeah. So okay. far. Uh, the last thing I, I kind of wanted, was hoping that we could explore tonight um, was the impact that skateboarding has had on your approach to your profession or your relationship with the professional realm in general. Is there, do, do you think it has? Do you think it hasn't? Um... Initially, I was going to say, I don't know, I have a clear line between skateboarding and my professional side of life. Now I'm more and more open about it, but not until recently, I was pretty close and it was like my hidden side that I didn't share with anybody. But with that said, and I guess answering the previous question, if it does ex- like affect your personality and character, then that sort of leads into, I guess, you as an individual and that carries on to your professional life as well, right? So right, right. I think the large part is just the interaction with people, being able to maybe hold your ground or make an uncomfortable comment just because it has to be said, you know, in terms of, I don't know, just ensuring that everybody's on the same page or something has been missed. Just having that little courage maybe came from the development of skateboarding, interacting with all kinds of people. It's hard to say if it is something that has directly impacted, but definitely has some sort of impact based on the personality and character development. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah yeah more of an indirect impact maybe but it's definitely like yeah you can kind of trace the line right never really thought about it too much yeah and also like the other aspect i I think i share that story with you you know being at a skate spot and overhearing these people saying yeah the next boss you know he was saying like hire like skateboarders because they never give up and everything i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i really try hard for tricks but i don't know about my professional part of it (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to think that it does carry through, but go ahead. So guys. I don't know if I told you guys this, but at my job interview, I talked about skateboarding with my boss. 
uh, who was interviewing me at the time, so he wasn't my boss. I'd like to think that it had a impact or played a key role in me getting my job. I mean, I still work at the same company. And so it was nice and fun for me to be able to talk about it and be open at a job interview of all things, you know, so I'm, you know, in a suit and tie and definitely wanted to communicate that my professional achievements and, you know, what, what, what I'm able to bring as a, as a benefit and strength to the company. But I think at the end of the day, if you're working with people for X number of hours a day, right. And they're going to be your colleagues and, and your friends and, and your bosses. And it would really suck if everyone was just a bunch of robots. And <laughs> so I think that the fact that you're a skateboarder, or if you play soccer, if you're, and everyone's different, they have different hobbies and stuff. But I think that that added dimension um, perhaps intrigued my boss enough that, you know, so we talked about skateboarding and tech deck and, you know, skateboarding sponsorships and stuff like that. So it was, uh, in that sense, it's a direct connection. Uh, and the other one, the other approach I took was more of a high level one where it's just sort of overcoming mental blocks and problem solving. I actually read an article two days ago about if you write with your left hand for five minutes a day, after a month or two, I think you'll notice improvements in your life and all this other thing. I think they did some study or something. And it was about your brain making more neural connections, uh, you know, the neurons being able to connect and map with different parts of your brain. And so you end up being more creative and open-minded, I guess, and able to solve problems more, able to deal with success and failure better. I don't know, it listed a whole bunch of things. And I was thinking, I was like, well, I skate switch a lot. <laughs> That's the same. I think that counts, right? Like you're yeah, making yeah. more neural connections, yeah. right? So, yeah. but, um, but in all seriousness, yeah, the, it's a mental game, right? Like a, mm-hmm. a lot of times when you know, you can do the trick, it's getting over that fear. Yeah. And I think from in a professional, you know, setting, there are a lot of things that I'm uncomfortable or that I find challenging, but you need to be able to, to work with it and then take a risk sort of and, and move on and give your advice or your opinion and, you know, get over that mental fear. And sometimes it's a, it's a mental block or you have to think of a, a, a better way of solving a problem. So again, very high level. I, I know it is, I think it does have a, a connection in that regard as well. No, I, I think you're right. My, mine is kind of like that. It's an interesting one to me because my job, I'm a teacher in the public system. Like I, I am part of like the, establishment that conditions the thinking of of the youth of Ontario right like it's like it's got the potential to be this very like stagnant and status quo driven Mm -hmm. thing right and and in my field in particular like I'm mostly an English teacher and I didn't really realize this when I got into it but English departments are very like traditionalist and and conservative departments a lot of the time and skateboarding has given me a distrust for like the establishment and like a, a distaste mm-hmm. for convention and things like that. And, and so I, where I notice it the most in, in my profession is my desire to tear things down and like to look for different ways of, of doing what we're, what we're doing. Like just to, just to go on a, a little rant, like in schools, in high school, and it, it, this is all changing now. There's like, especially after the shit show of, 2020 there's a lot of movement within english departments to modernize and diversify and, and things like that but for a long 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 
time. Basically, all the schools in Ontario taught essentially the same books and, you know, essentially the same assignments and things like that. And, and uh, even though there isn't like a single book in the English curriculum across high school, so there are skills that we're supposed to teach and develop in our students, but there isn't a specified book that we're, or, or reading list that they're supposed to get. Like that's been, I don't know, just a, a major desire of mine and, and kind of effort that I've made as, as a teacher is to um, look for ways to dismantle that traditional course structure and make it more personalized and meaningful. And, and I think in large part that comes from, again, like from skateboarding, right? From wanting that personal connection with what you're doing and, and seeking out those more individualized ways of doing things, I guess, or just being willing to engage with things differently than the way that it's typically been done or whatever. Like, I, th- I think, I don't know. I think a lot of that comes from, from skateboarding. I think our generation that that was the lure into skateboarding too, no? Yeah. Yeah. Doing something different, yeah. being our own or having our own thing to do that wasn't like mainstream and everybody else is doing. Right. Right. Yeah. Can't really say that about now, but that was definitely the appeal for me in the beginning too. So I don't know if it was already innate or if that skateboarding brought it out or yeah. 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 So there's, yeah, there it's, there's a bit of a, a chicken and egg thing. A there, bit, yeah. Right. But, but yeah, like I, I definitely think that it fostered those thoughts and, and mindsets in me. Yeah. Even if they were in there, I think it kind of made it into a central aspect of my worldview. Yeah. That's good. We should all be politicians because that's what we need. You know? I mean, <laughs> People who are willing to tear shit down. <laughs> well, make things more personalized and worthwhile, right? <laughs> yeah. I know, uh, I know we're kind of pressed for time tonight, but I appreciate the discussion a lot. Um, these are things that, you know, I don't, I don't get to talk about all that often, even though I, I think about them a lot. So I, I appreciate you guys coming along. We should probably move into our weekly stoke and start wrapping up for the night. So I'm going to, I'm going to kick off the weekly stoke. Uh, I have two. They're both uh, just short little things. Uh, the first thing that I'm stoked on this week is gardening. Like I told you guys, are, we've, yeah, we've been yeah. redoing our gardens at my house and, and it's done and I feel good about it. And it was like a lot of time well spent outdoor time and doing some physical labor. And, and now it's, it's done and, and I feel good about that. The other thing, uh, I was talking to you guys about this already, actually, but um, so I know when we talked about shoes, I, I think I mentioned my DC legacy slims and how, how awesome they are. But I also had this pair of gazelles that I, I've complained about, but they're like my all-time favorite looking shoe. So I had this pair of gazelles and I wanted to skate them. Um, so I had been skating them and I had been struggling a lot with my new setup. Then the last time I went out, I decided to skate my DCs again instead of the gazelles. And uh, it was like a whole different session. Like my board felt way better. I felt more comfortable and confident on my board and just everything was kind of working better. And so my other uh, stoke this week is skating in my DC Legacy Slims. And proper skate shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got no more, no more fake skate shoes. I, was, I take back everything I said in a previous episode. <laughs> 
I, I'm still enjoying my gazelles though. The yeah. <laughs> skateboard version. <laughs> I'm, I'm really curious to know like if there is a big difference between the two, because like my experience of, of skating them was not good. Like I know they're different shoes, but I wonder how different they are. Or if maybe, maybe it was just like, I just got used to my board and it was just in my head, but I don't know. Mine's pretty quick too. I've got, I've got two. One is that Clive Dixon part. I mean, he's always just kind of like go big, go home type of his skating is like super gnarly. He's an amazing skateboarder. And I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did, but when he, he had a few, a few lines in there and he'd be skating switch and pushing switch. And for some reason I was convinced maybe just a lot of the other parts that I've been watching lately, you know, you'd see a fakie trick, but he does a switch trick <laughs> after I was like, that's awesome. So the, the entire part is just bonkers. Like the stuff he skates, um, nose blunt down the, that green rail thing is just, it's like, if you mess yeah, up, you yeah. die. <laughs> yeah, that was intense. Oh. Man. It's like, insane. I had to Again, put the not, volume down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the typical type of skating that, again, that I normally would gravitate to. And, you know, that typically I enjoy watching. I mean, but it was awesome. So that, that hyped me up. And um, I'm still hyped on the Linda Lindas. Uh, you know, those. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. They're, they're so awesome. I'm glad. So they're signed to Epitaph and. Yeah, I yeah. hope that after this whole thing is over that they're going to tour up here. It'll likely be an all ages show uh, given their age. <laughs> but, I was going to say it'd probably have but, to be. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, their songs and the stage presence and just, mm -hmm. you know, their personalities, everything just, just awesome. Just really refreshing to see and, and great, great music. So yeah, that's my weekly stoke. Definitely with you there with the Linda Lindas. I guess mine is the quick one. Serena, have you guys watched that video? No. So some new, new Krill Tap dudes. Carl Aikens, so I've been following him for a while and he, he has a part in there. I feel so bad I forgot the other guy. But both of them, super styling. And Carl, I mean, maybe as like one of the new skateboarders, he's probably one of my favorites. Yeah, just yeah, he's good. So much style and fun to watch. Want his part never to end kind of thing. Yeah. So that was my stoke on that end and on a personal note so yesterday these dudes were trying a trick and they're like hey you want to try it too we're just you know playing around so switch no slide shove it out so you sort of actually have to pop it out so we're all trying that and i landed it <laughs> nice that's <laughs> right that's, that's sick. sick pretty hyped on that yeah, yeah. i've never really mm -hmm. tried you know you, the other shove it where you just sort of like fall on it but yeah yeah actually popping it out so never right. thought i could do it but maybe i had some new brain neurons developed at that time so happy <laughs> about it. <laughs> is it is it like a front shove out what's the regular shove or is that the front shove when you know you regular just... shove i think is backside okay so backside and then my back foot that's on i kick it back yeah yeah okay yeah yeah and then it pops yeah. out and yeah. yeah 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 that's sick so you sort that's of sick. have to pop it off of the ledge otherwise the nose just would just flops, fall on the right? on the ledge yeah, yeah. But you That's end up going regular again, right? Like you're Yeah, so you get end up going regular again. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. like a it's like a big spin. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a good trip. The world's gotta get shit in order. We gotta be able to skate again soon. Yeah. For sure. For yeah. sure. Thanks, thanks for setting this one up again, John. I, I have to be honest, I've never really thought about it too much. So it's good to be able to talk about it and open up like that. 
<laughs> yeah, I've been I've been thinking about it for a bit, and I think um, I think maybe like especially since starting therapy not too long ago, like maybe I, I don't know a couple of years ago, these kinds of things have just been become very interesting to me. Trying to trace those lines through your life of where mm. certain things come from, and I thought it would be fun to chat about it. Thank you guys a lot. I appreciate it. It's good to see you again. Thank you to our listeners. Later, haters. <laughs>as soon as like the thing starts i just like shut down like shit now what do i say it's like when the camera comes on right? yeah yeah you're trying to get get a trick it's okay now get your line go it's like uh how do i skate again yeah yeah how about this eric costin quote you want to hang with the big dogs you can't piss like a pup